0: Tiki Hut Media. Pop the top on your favorite beer or whatever you drink from Tiki Hut Media. This is Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Hey there, welcome into Soul Ramblings podcast. I'm Jerry, got my beer cracked open and ready to talk about faith and life over a beer or three. In the past couple of weeks, I have actually taken on a part-time job. I am preaching uh, quite a bit at Manatee United Methodist Church, uh, also known as Manatee Life, which is a United Methodist community here in Bradenton, Florida, my hometown. And I share preaching responsibilities with the senior pastor there. Just started doing that. My first Sunday to preach was this past Sunday, Mother's Day. And we're going to look at Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17, and talk about who we are. That's coming up. And before we get to all of that, I also wanted to give you an update on my grandson Braxton, Braxton's Battle. Link is in the show notes to that Facebook page. And I've told you since last fall of Braxton's Battle fighting cancer, he's been at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital for several several months now Uh, this past weekend he had his final round of tests and he is back home and we are so thankful for that and thank you thank you thank you for all of the prayers and support and love you have shown me and my family during this time with my grandson's battle with cancer would you do us a favor anywhere you're listening to, whatever, wherever you're listening to this episode of Soul Ramblings Podcast, whether you're listening on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, YouTube, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, we're also on Podchaser and Samsung Podcasts too now. Wherever you're listening, if you would click subscribe right now so you'd never miss a new episode of Soul Ramblings Podcast, we would really, really appreciate that coming up next after the break we'll have that sermon from this past sunday over at manatee life a united methodist community we'll be right back after this short break this episode is brought to you in part by he gets us a national campaign influencing millions to think differently about jesus through broadcast ads social media videos and digital marketing The He Gets Us campaign is connecting with people in the middle of their daily routines. More importantly, it's introducing those who are skeptical about faith to the radical love of Jesus by intentionally focusing on how relatable His experiences were. Within a couple of months, they've had over 31 million views on YouTube, not to mention Facebook, Instagram, and broadcast networks while focusing on just 10 test markets. If any of these people had your way for answers, you can be ready by visiting HeGetsUsPartners.com. That's HeGetsUsPartners.com. God's Word this morning comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, Chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. Manatee Life, hear the Word of the Lord. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and aligning on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of these our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock, our strength, and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. I recently read a story about a guy, his name was Tony. And he was a formerly homeless man. He's formerly homeless, he's not homeless anymore. But at the time he was homeless, he was a transient in a church shelter. And he had lived on the streets of New York City for over half his life. One night, he was at dinner, and he told the other people that were sitting at his table that that particular day was his birthday. And they weren't too sure they believed that it was actually his birthday. And so Tony gave them proof. He he reached into his coat pocket, and he pulled out his birth certificate. And then Tony asked, hey, you want to see my baptismal certificate? And in the same way... He pulled out another piece of paper and unfolded this aged piece of paper that was his baptismal certificate he received as a child at an Episcopal church on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. And I got to reading that and imagining that, and I thought, about, he carried his baptismal certificate around with him for all those years while he was wandering Homeless on the streets of Manhattan. Why did he do that? I mean, I can understand the, I can almost understand the birth certificate. But why was his baptismal certificate so important to him? Well, Jesus did not receive a baptismal certificate in our gospel lesson this morning. But Jesus comes to the Jordan River to be baptized by John the Baptist. And John, of course, as we heard, was horrified, really. I need to be baptized by you. This is Jesus. I need to be baptized by you. And you're coming to me? And Jesus responds with, let it be so. Let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. I've often wondered why Jesus insisted on being baptized. I mean, it's not, it's not like he had a sin to repent of. I think the question has to do with his identity. And that's what I want to talk about this morning as we begin this new era of transition as Pastor Jim has talked about. Get back to the basics of who we are. Who are we? We're told that as soon as Jesus was baptized, heaven was open and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love, with him I am well pleased. The baptism of Jesus reveals his identity to both Jesus and to us. He is the beloved Son of God and this identity must give him confidence as he moves ahead with his ministry, defending himself to those who are going to question him and to the devil who tempts him. God's voice from heaven must sustain Jesus as he is later declared a criminal And crucified by the worldly authorities. Others are going to call him a liar. But God declares him to be God's beloved son. And as Christians, this is our identity as well. And I love Pastor Jim's children's sermon with the thumbprint analogy. We are all, no matter what we look like, no matter what our thumbprint is, We are all sons and daughters of God. We are children of God. And if we are followers of Jesus, we like Jesus and because of Jesus are beloved children of God, those in whom God is well pleased. I don't know about you, but that blows my mind because I think of some of the things I've done and said. And how could God be pleased with me? Hmm. After Jesus came up out of the water, God was saying to Jesus, in essence, you are my beloved son. I am pleased with you. I love you just the way you are. And that's the same thing God desires for you to hear from him as well this morning. The problem is that sometimes we forget And we start listening to these other voices. Perhaps we hear voices when we're children through our report cards that tell us we're not quite smart enough. My teenage niece is staying with us this week. Pray for me. been a while since I've had a teenager in the house, but that age, the teenagers are hearing voices through cruelty of other teens who tell them that they're not good enough to fit in. As adults we hear voices that tell us we are not successful enough or that we don't have enough money. We often hear voices through the media And sometimes other people, that maybe our bodies are not attractive enough. And somehow, God's voice gets drowned out in all that. And we listen to these other voices, and we may believe these other voices, and we're tempted to forget who we are. But the truth is that we are all of infinite sacred worth, each and every one of us. For the God for whom and through whom everything was created, he became one of us and one with us, lived as a human being, took our place on the cross so that through his life and death and resurrection, we may share in his glory. We are very important indeed. And that is because we are loved and purchased by God. But even so, there are times when we forget that everyone else in the world is also equally loved by God. Now, this is where it gets rough. As we meet the homeless person, perceive others as unattractive, or interact with people we feel are lazy, dishonest, mean, cruel, We sometimes forget that God loves them just as much as God loves us. And you know what? No matter who you are, you too have been unattractive to others in some form or fashion or thought of as lazy. Perhaps you've been dishonest at times. Maybe you've been mean or even cruel. Does that mean God doesn't love you? Absolutely not. We're all different and unique, as Pastor Jim said. But we're all the same, too, in that if we were without sin, then Jesus would not have needed to come in the first place. And so we go to Jesus knowing that we have forgotten who we are, whose we are, and repent. We ask God to forgive us for forgetting. We ask God to forgive us for hurting others, not loving others as God loves them. And we ask God to create in us new hearts that we are open to love all. And we ask God for new eyes to see others as God sees them. And this is, it's miraculous. It's what makes us truly human as we are living out our identities as God's kids, as God's children. It's a beautiful thing, really, to see people loving people. It's one of the things I love about the church. It's a beautiful thing to see people helping other people, forgiving other people, offering grace to other people, smiling at other people. It's how we were created to be. When we go against this as followers of Christ, we go against who we are and who we're called to be. We're going against our very nature. You know, when Jesus tells John that he must be baptized by him to fulfill all righteousness, it exposes the most characteristic feature of who Jesus is. Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, who humbly obeys the will of God. He is our trailblazer. He is our Savior. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With Him, I am well pleased. And it is through God's grace, and God's grace alone, that you and I, as those who accept Christ's free gift of salvation through faith, are given the utmost privilege of all privileges, To stand beside Jesus as God declares, this is my son, this is my daughter with whom I am well pleased. This is our identity church. We are loved by God. We are people who God loves and God claims as his own. We're not exclusive. We're inclusive. Have you ever thought of yourself that way? As a person God loves and claims as his own. Do you think of yourself first and foremost as one of God's beloved? That is where we gain our confidence in life and find out who we are. This is what shapes who we are to become. God loves you. Do you believe that? God loves me. Is it who we are? Back to Tony. Even as others through their actions and words had declared Tony to be worthless while he was homeless, he continued to carry his baptismal certificate and his birth certificate in his pocket. Now, his birth certificate proved that he had parents who birthed him and named him. His baptismal certificate reminded him that God and a congregation of believers had loved him and claimed him. And here he was, years later, sitting at another church and having dinner With these new friends. Tony is a beloved child of God. Jerry is a beloved child of God. You are a beloved child of God. As we live through our days and hear others judge us, we need to remember God's voice at Jesus' baptism. And when that other voice comes into our head, remember, and I can just imagine God saying, no, 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 no. That's my son. That's my daughter in whom I am well pleased. My beloved. I'm not much of a a sports fanatic. There are some I like. But I do like the football story of Vince Lombardi, who was the coach of the Super Bowl champion Green Bay Packers in the early days of the NFL. And there was a season, because the expectation had been Green Bay was going to dominate every season. <laughs> it's just the way it was. And there was a season where they kind of floundered a little bit. And it's told that he gathered the team together. He didn't berate them. He didn't belittle them. He didn't yell at them. He pulled out a football. And he said, okay, it's time to get back to basics. We've got to get back to basics. We've forgotten He said, first thing, and he said it on a little podium. He said, first thing, this is a football. (laughs) It's time for us to get back to basics. It seems like we as Christians have kind of lost our way and floundered a little bit. It's time to get back to basics. And that football for us is this. God saying to us, you are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter in whom I am well pleased. God loves you. God loves me. God loves us. One of the greatest theological hymns I think I have ever heard gets back to the basics. And we all learn this at some point, either in a vacation Bible school or a Sunday school class. Our mothers may have taught it to us. One of the greatest theological hymns I've ever heard. Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. That's the football That lead singer is my goddaughter, so I'm a little prejudiced. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm a little teary eyed, too. Uh, Receive this benediction. Jesus loves you. This we know. For the Bible tells us so. Go forth and spread that love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. to thank you for the gift and privilege of your time today and a last piece of advice before we get out of here today if you believe in goodness and if you value the approval of god fix your minds on whatever is true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and praiseworthy i'm jerry wicker until next time on soul ramblings podcast keep the conversation going drink responsibly grace peace cheers. cheers for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production.